0: Learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. Hey, Reset fam, it's Sasha. Now, before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you know that WBEZ is in the middle of its early summer pledge drive. Now, if you're a fan of what we do here at Reset, then please, consider giving to our station. When you do, you support not only our show, but also all the amazing local journalism at WBEZ and the Sun-Times. You can do so by going to wbez.org donate. Thank you so much for your support. All right, on to the show. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Resect. Chicago families are asking for neighbours and city leaders to make streets safer for cyclists. Biking around Chicago is one of the many convenient ways to commute or take in some gorgeous sightseeing as the weather warms up. But road safety is a big concern. You might remember when three children died last summer after being struck by vehicles in separate incidents. It's reinvigorated calls from cycling advocates to make streets safer for bikers and drivers. Courtney Kippers is a digital reporter and producer at WBEZ, and she checked in with parents who bike in the city with their kids. Courtney, I mentioned last summer when three kids died after being hit by a vehicle. Just remind us what happened there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tragically, three young kids died in just a three-week span early last summer after being struck by vehicles. On June 2nd, two-year-old Rafi Cardenas was struck and killed by a driver while riding a mini scooter in Lincoln Square. And then just a week later, three-year-old Lily Shambrook was killed. She was riding on her mom's bicycle and her mom was forced to go around a utility vehicle that yeah. was blocking the bike lane, as folks may remember. Mm-hmm. And then 11-year-old 11-year-old Jalon James was killed uh, in a hit and run in Lawndale on June 16th when crossing the street with his brother. So it was so much tragedy, so close together and such a loss for communities and certainly those families. And it really was a rallying cry for a lot of people and especially for parents who bike in Chicago with their kids. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Ressman, who is the founder of Chicago Family Biking, told me that those events gutted the family cycling community, and parents felt like that could have been them or their child. Yeah, and to your point,
0: around this time of year, we see vigilance and we see a lot of activism from cycling parents, right? So give us the steps that they take in order to make their rides around the city safer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Safety, as you will not be surprised to know, is definitely the number one concern among parents who bike with their kids. So they do a lot of things to do that safely. And that includes doing a lot of prep work about where they're going to ride and what routes they take. Parents told me they try really hard to ride in protected bike lanes or they try and take low-stress neighborhood neighborhood routes whenever possible. Anything to kind of get a little space between them and their kids and cars yeah. on the road. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chicago drivers, they've uh, seen a lot more traffic on the roads, too. This is in part, we know, due to construction on the Kennedy, uh, which we've been talking about here on Reset. Mm-hmm. Street closures from the summer festivals and, and events. Uh, coming up NASCAR included. What can drivers do to help make roads safer for not just them but bikers?
1: Yeah, I think we all know there is a lot of congestion out there (laughs) right now. I think the bikers I spoke to would ask cars to slow down and maybe give them a little bit of extra space, especially when they are biking and traveling with young ones. I think it just can be really concerning to have a car too close. And I think the other thing I heard a lot from bikers is complaints about cars blocking bike lanes. That can make things I hear that a lot too yeah it can make things more dangerous um, and definitely more difficult to get around and so that's just something maybe for drivers to keep in mind is that those bike lanes are really important for bikers traveling safely around the city and one of the things parents are doing as they bike around with their their kids are using cargo bikes Uh, tell me more yeah this is something I found out in my reporting these cargo bikes that you may have seen are sort of becoming increasingly popular These are the bikes that either have that big bucket up front where kids can sit and Mm -hmm. have a seatbelt, Or it positions kids in kind of this long tail seat in the back, over the back wheel. Um, And as part of my reporting, I took a trip to Four Star Family Cyclery in Logan Square. And they specialize in these kinds of bikes and try to uh, aim towards families. And the owner of that store told me when a bike is designed to carry kids, it's going to be the safest possible option. Yeah. Are they expensive? they're really expensive. Yeah. They can be really expensive. And so that's a real barrier to folks being able to have one of those sort of the top end option with uh, an electric assist can run as much as $8,000. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It so, is. I
0: mean, so that's, let's be realistic, not going to be an option for a lot of people. Definitely. Any other ways that parents are recommending that they keep their kids safe while they're riding?
1: Yeah, for sure. There are some tried and true options that parents are a fan of. Um, maybe sort of the most classic is the pull-behind trailer, the buggy that we've all seen, I'm yes. sure. And then there is the kid's seat that can be positioned on sort of a regular bike. So there are definitely some options that okay. parents look to. Good to know. Uh, some might be familiar, Courtney, with the uh, the cyclist movement
0: Critical Mass. But for those who aren't, can you just explain what it is and then tell us about Kidical Mass?
1: Yeah, Critical Mass is a ride that happens monthly in Chicago, and it's sort of a a direct form of action to advocate for sharing streets and doing so safely. And I was not familiar until doing reporting for this story with its family-friendly counterpart, Kittical Mass. Um, But it's a popular family group ride that happens in various neighborhoods in the city. And it's a chance for parents to ride together with their kids. Mm -hmm. And parents I talk to say it definitely makes them feel safer. And it's a nice sort of introduction to riding on the road, especially for younger, newer riders. Yeah. And really, as you said, the the point of this is to call attention to us
0: sharing the roads, right? Definitely between pedestrians and folks on bikes and, and folks in cars. Um, you also write in your in your latest piece that the Divi program, which is Lyft's bike sharing uh, system, that Divi's expanded significantly when it comes to being in black and brown neighborhoods in the city. How's that impacted the biking community in, in those parts of uh, town?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I spoke with Ola Tunji Obai-Reed, and he grew up biking as a kid in Chatham. And then by the time he was in middle school, he'd kind of stopped. You know, it wasn't the cool thing to do anymore. But then he got back into biking in his early 30s. And when he did so, he noticed real discrepancies between biking on the south and west sides Mm -hmm. versus biking on the north side and downtown And in the last decade, as he's been a cycling activist, he has been really encouraged by Divi's expansion. And Mm -hmm. he thinks that this is a real good step to making biking access more equitable across all of Chicago. And when you talk about disparities in the access, are you talking about the infrastructure in place? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And having access to bikes. And so... Yeah, he's encouraged by Divi's expansion, but like you just hit on, there is work to be done still in making infrastructure safe and equitable across all of Chicago.
0: So what are bikers asking from the city?
1: Yeah, so last fall, as sort of in response to those tragedies we were talking about last summer, there was this group that formed this coalition called Safe Streets for All, and they have outlined some things that they want to see from the city The first and foremost, I think, is a protected and connected bike network citywide. I know you've talked about that on Reset. Um, They also want to see the citywide speed limit lowered to 20 miles per hour. And they'd like to see stricter requirements on large utility vehicles, like equipping them with more safety features, like mirrors and side guards. And one sort of part of their platform that sort of was interesting and a little bit surprising to me, they also want to see improvements to CTA because they think that that is a way to allow people to live in the city car-free or car-light if they want to. Right.
0: Making CTA a more attractive option. Exactly. For folks, right? Um, What does Mayor Brandon Johnson's plan for cyclist safety look like?
1: Yeah, as a candidate, Johnson talked about biking and bike safety quite a bit. And that's something that really excited bikers and bike activists. Um, On the campaign trail, Johnson called for improving bike infrastructure, like adding more protected bike lanes and creating that dedicated bike grid that we've talked about. He also called for investing in biking in black and brown neighborhoods, including free and low-cost bike programs and more Divi, like we've talked about.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like bikers and and cycling advocates – They'd feel good about these these changes coming from our, our new mayor.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that the folks that I talked to were by and large hopeful about the new mayor. It certainly is early in his tenure, and we haven't seen a lot of action from City Hall yet. Um, but like I said, he did talk about it on the campaign trail. So I think folks are feeling hopeful for the new mayor. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz,
0: and it was edited by Linnea Dominic and Stephanie Kim. Get Reset every morning and afternoon by subscribing to our podcast. And when you do, be sure to leave us a rating and review. All right, that's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more.